we're still a young team uh, and young, not just necessarily age-wise for each player, but you know, young in experience and young in the playoff context. And I wanted to give the, the guys, whether it was the, the young forwards, the young D, uh, our backup goalie, I wanted to give them chance to succeed. I felt we had made strides and we were going in the right direction. And, uh, and so I w- wasn't really into the big game hunting, so to speak, for, for that. So we, ha- we have to, uh, from a roster perspective, um, we've got some, some significant signings that we have to do um, in a certain order. And, and then there's guys that we'd like to have back and uh, we have to find a way to fit them in. Um, you know, from the, from the analysis that I did just on the, on the numbers, uh, you know, you'd like, to, you'd like to improve our face-offs. That, that will improve um, just with the guys getting stronger. That will improve with the guys working on it because we were, we were pretty um, specific about it in the exit meetings with, with, those, with those sediment, with those people that take draws. Just, just as an aside, in the exit meeting, um, you know, I talk about guys getting stronger. Um, I'm sitting there with, with uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and, and he's, he's getting big. He's getting strong. He's 6'1". He's almost 200 pounds. Uh, it, that will come. He knows that will have to come in his repertoire. That will come. I can see, I can see him um, becoming a man. So um, part of that falls on us. We have to be on top of these guys to, to make sure they, they practice it, and, uh, and part of it falls on them. So that's an area where we have to improve. Um, just like from 30,000 feet roster wise, um, you know, you, you, we, we, we built this team or our plan has been to, 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 to take it out of the division. So you, you, you saw two relatively heavy teams we played against. Uh, we, we played with a certain heaviness, uh, in that definition of heaviness, I, I, I put in face-offs because that's about strength. That's about leaning and, and, uh. So we have to, as I said, we have to improve in that. Um, you know, we have to, the same way we, when, when we acquired David DeHarnay, we were deciding where our lines would unfold and how they'd unfold with, with Leon. Um, we, we, saw, we saw him without Connor. We saw him with Connor. Um, I, I still don't have the answer. I, 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 my instinct knows where he should be at some point, but I can't tell you that he'll be at that spot to start. So we still have to figure that out. Um, and, and we've had pro meetings and I'll continue to kind of mull through that as we move forward. So um, I, I know I'm rambling on, Jonesy, but I'm trying to give you some... Is that standing up when you're open down your Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I, I wasn't closed. It was just like, I, I don't know if we were quite ready for it. And, you know, maybe in hindsight, you look back, we weren't. But it, it was just taken out of context. Um, once you get in, anything can happen. Look at Nashville. You know, look at, look at Edmonton here 10 years, 11 years ago. Look at you know, the number of teams that came in kind of on, through the back door. So, yes, it's, I, I, the, the, the players have showed, shown through the year resiliency and then... I, I saw it prominently during the playoffs, and that's the type of character, that's the type of glue, that's the type of makeup you want in a team. And I, I was very happy with what I saw. I didn't like some of the ways we lost, but I liked some of the ways we won. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's now you're into the next series and you, they're all one goal. Well, the, the last Anaheim game wasn't, but they're cl- very close games. So, yeah, we're the window. Absolutely. We're in that, we're in that spot. Uh, Peter, going into the season, did this team kind of exceed expectations that you guys had for them? Sorry, I, <laughs> I didn't hear the... Did the team exceed expectations? They, oh, did. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, they did. They did. I, I, I had us in meaningful games in March. That's kind of... So that's the... You know, I've been saying 85 points. 87 made it the year before. So um, I was... Uh, you know, I, I had it, kind of had it in and around the playoffs. What, happens, what happened was... And what happens is that the team starts developing a, a real identity and starts feeling good about itself and that's what you saw at the end and 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 that that was a leap that I hadn't projected but it carried into the playoffs I thought we had a good series against San Jose and I, we had a good series against Anaheim you know the there was a couple of results I didn't like but but that's that uptick at the end I mean that that was a bonus and and Everyone went along for the ride, so that's so now we've got players that have played in a playoff drive, young players and young old whatever in a playoff drive. We've got players that have played in two rounds of playoffs and, and a heavy two pl- heavy series. So um, I was I was banking on the meaningful games and maybe the playoffs, and that to me was a 15 to 20 point improvement from the year before. We exceeded that. Peter, do you have any concerns in, about the expansion draft? In ter- a lot of teams have some concerns in terms of maybe they got to protect, don't have enough forwards, don't have enough defensemen or whatever. Do you have any concerns with the expansion draft? Everyone, everyone has issues, like in the sense that they're going to lose somebody. Um, we went through uh, the expansion landscape uh, in mid-season and just recently in our pro meetings, and everyone knows who is most vulnerable, we're in the middle of the pack. We're going to lose a player, and uh, we have to decide who we want to protect. Um, these are obvious statements, um, and I'm, I'm not going to tell you who we're going to protect, but we're going to lose a player that we'd prefer to keep. Like, so, so that speaks to, you know, there are, there are a number of teams that they can afford to lose players. Not afford, but there are players that they lose them. They're like, you know what, we can replace them. The guys that we might lose it's like it's a there's a little more meaning to them for me like I, I think you know based on our success we had and they were part of the success Peter down the stretch in March uh, Everly Lucic and Nugent Hopkins showed up and produced for you uh, in the postseason Everly and Nugent Hopkins didn't have a goal each how do you balance evaluating players that you know helped you get into the playoffs played very well and then in the playoffs were nothing. I know it was only the first time for both of them. There's a long history of other guys not showing up, but how do you put that into your equation going forward with those two specifically? And in your, can you maybe say what in your exit meeting you wanted from Eberly as far as an improvement? You mentioned face-offs for Nuge. What are you looking for an improvement from Well, how do I evaluate? It is their first time. But if we're going to talk about those two specifically, it is their first time in the playoffs. Um, and it's a different animal. And uh, we saw some people thrive. Uh, we saw others muddle along. We saw guys struggle. Um, so I, I have to be careful. We have to be careful how we evaluate. I know there's been a lot uh, during the course of the playoffs written about those two. I think unfairly, but I understand the position everyone's taking because they're not producing and we have other guys producing. Over the years, I've seen people 
get into the playoffs and like, holy cow, this is, you know, this is something completely different. And they figure it out and going forward, they're meaningful contributors. I saw it on a number of occasions in Boston. So we have to be careful. Um, with regard to Ebbs, um, he, he, he gets, he was our third leading scorer. He gets a lot of touches. I, I, I like his cycle game in his own way. Like he, he's, he, he creates, he creates space in his own way because he's quick and he's and he's smart. I know there's some board work issues that he's been better at. I know there's you know there's been some flashes of his game that I really like from a power perspective, and that's not something you usually associate with Ebbs. Like I, I saw I saw something in his game that I haven't seen. He didn't do it consistently. So we talked about his approach um, um, as to. Um, uh, mentally as to uh, as to scoring and what's his routine and maybe there's, there's some things we can look at. Um, he's a very skilled player and uh, I know there were some things from his game that were under the spotlight in a negative fashion, but he's a guy who's in the playoffs for the first time and, and uh, I like the way he finished. He was our third leading scorer. So again, I guess the takeaway from that is we, we have to be careful about how we evaluate him. Peter, can you just address the blue line? And I mean, heading into last season, there was the thought that some a power play defenseman perhaps might have been on the list of needs for you. Um, from what you saw this year, do you feel like you have a, a top four somewhere in there that can be a championship top four? Or do you feel like you still need to supplement the top four a little? I, I think for now, Ryan, I think uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with the with the D with regard to the power play. We we, we made a significant improvement in the power play uh, without a pure power play D. Um, you know, the, there's different ways to evaluate a power play. There's different ways to run a power play. Uh, traditionally, there has been that, that puck mover, the guy with the shot, that, or, or ideally the guy who has both. Um, we don't have that guy, but we've got, we've got solid thinkers. And, uh, and I think... I think when you look to the power play and their results, I think you see that, that that can be a successful formula. As far as do we have a, a championship decor, um, I, I'm not sure yet. Um, there's, there's still a, a, an element of growth in our D. If you look at, if you look at uh, Clef, Lars, um, and then you take out Reggie and Russ just because they're older, then you've got Darnell and you've got uh, uh, Matt, You've got you got some young D, and you got young D who had some terrific experience in this playoff. You saw Darnell move up with 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 Larson, and you, I think you saw a good pair. So you, you see some you see some promise there. You saw Benning move up with uh, with um, Russell. You saw you saw some good performances. So there's room for growth. We have to allow space for that. Um, we, we made some major additions this past year. Um, I, I'd like to let it evolve a little bit. However, I, did, I do see like two probably the best decor in our conference right, playing right now in the league in Anaheim and Nashville. It's fun to watch their, both their D, and it'd be nice to have a D at that level. We're not there yet. Peter, you talked uh, when you first took the job, you talked obviously about, you know, got to get better in goal, got to get much improved on defense bigger up front but you also talked about the importance of uh, having a team that has the right culture and the right identity do you how far do you think the group has come in that regards and with any future moves will that be part of the equation in terms of figuring out who you're going to bring in that it's got to be a guy that's got to be able to you know coexist moving forward with this team yeah i mean 
you know, the, the culture thing is overplayed a bit. Uh, I think just, um, it, obviously, it's, 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 you have to have the right way to do business, the right way of thinking, the right philosophy. Culture is another word for it. Um, you know, what I was saying earlier, that last uptick that we had when the guys started really saying, holy cow, we're like, this is, we can beat, you know, on any given night we can beat everybody and let's do this as we strive towards the playoffs. That really cemented a lot of the culture. Uh, the base was there, and, but that, you know, that, that drive and then the playoffs and then the failures and the successes in playoffs, that really helped it. So any time... You know, in my in my experience, anytime you look at to add somebody, there has to be an ability to coexist in, in some shape or form, and uh, um, so that that's always going to be in the equation. Um, and, uh, and that's what I can tell you on that. Last year, you made the uh, Taylor Hall Larson trade. Uh, are you going forward with an idea of uh, wanting to? Uh, pull off something resembling that again and uh, where are you at in terms of uh, prioritizing uh, for example the signing of uh, Dreisaitl and uh, and McDavid and the, the salary cap um, I, I can't tell you Jonesy if we're going to do a deal like that again that that was a, a tough one and I maybe want to take a break for a summer on that one <laughs> I say that because I like you know I, I like uh, I don't want to I don't want to delve too much into moving the team's roster around just because we've had some success and you'd like to see it evolve a little bit. Um, again, order of events is, and we can't officially sign Connor till July 1, but I have to, like, it's going to be Connor, then Leon, and then we've got a cluster of other guys that I'd like to have back, but I, I got to get through those. Uh, Cap-wise, yeah, it's... Um, uh, we're, you know, we're okay next year. Um, we could basically stay the same, and it's the following year when, when uh, uh, Mr. McDavid's contract will kick in, so I have to be cognizant of that. But we've got a lot of different rosters we've looked at in the sense that um, at numbers, the numbers for specific guys, terms, um, but, but Cap's expected to stay flat or, or, or raise a little bit, so we're we're you know we're, we're working off of 73, 74, 75, and see where it's at. We we certainly will have the resources to to put a, a you know another contending team in place. Peter, you you just mentioned you want to let this uh, group evolve, but having reached the second round, game seven, and, and exceeding expectations, does it ex expedite things for you uh, moving forward? You know the wind does the window get kind of a, a bit smaller as opposed to maybe a, a four or five. I can't believe we're talking about a window. Like, <laughs> uh, Well, I, I'm just... Are you just talking about the cap perspective? Like, because we're going to pay Connor and Leon a lot of money? Yeah. And just them achieving this much success uh, so soon. Well, it's just, it's we won a round, you know, and, and um, but, so like, I, I guess, I guess ex, your, your, your key question is, ex, are we expediting things? I, I don't think so. No, we're, we're, we're you're, you know, nothing is... Nothing has really changed in the way we're going to approach building this team, and and uh, you know you saw you saw us not not going out and getting a rental like we did get David, but like really getting a a high end high end rental because we wanted to allow our guys to grow. That that's going to be the you know that's going to be hopefully we'll get some guys that'll come you know come back into the uh, into our roster next year that are younger and 
and that can, can and that can grow with it. Um, part of that is 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 uh, kind of the deeper roots of a team when you get those young guys that come in. You guys know that, but also part of it is that that's the reality sometimes because of the cap, because you're going to have to pay guys other guys a lot of money. So trying to team build, but we're still going to be patient. But you know we can still have success and we can still have incremental success because. If we, I think if we stay the course, that uh, these young guys will contribute and we'll still get the meaningful contributions from the, uh, from the current team. Peter, you talked about Leon in the middle versus on the wing. Can you maybe discuss the timeline for making that determination and how it affects other, you know, the shape of your roster? If he's going to be consistently on the wing, then that changes what you need on the wing. Do you need to leave yourself more depth through the middle for that scenario? It kind of, where he plays is important in terms of the shape of your top six. So that was four hours of our pro meetings right there, Ryan. So, I mean, I can give you a, a snapshot. It, it, it's kind of consistent with what I said at the deadline. I, I want to give our coach the ability to, to flip-flop because it, it changes the tempo of the game. It can change the nature of the game. Unfortunately, you know, you can't really, you know, then that means, you know, pushing Nuge to a lower, a lower third pair or third line. Um, and it, 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 it may be, I'm not saying it's unfair to Nuge, but it's, you know, because it, 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 he's a team guy, and that's one thing he stressed in his exit meetings. But it... Uh, I mean, in the ideal world, it'd be nice to have like set centers and, and a big center like Leon as, as your center, not your wing. But this is about versatility. And it means, as far as team building, it means, you know, getting a guy who can play the wing and play center who may be a, might be a center and can take face-offs. We have players like that in, in, um, uh, in Boston, the Chris Kellys, uh, the guys that can, that can play both but can take face-offs. So... Um, David DeHarnay showed that he could do that at the end on a, on a smaller level or lesser level, but he, he did that. So it means we got to dig a little deeper. Um, but, you know, I, I want to make sure that our coach has the ability to, to, to change his lineup game to game and in game. And so I can't, you know, I, I, I can't really go out and, 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 and firm up a lineup. I have to be a little more resourceful. Uh, Peter, just here in the back, uh, we're talking about exit meetings. Can you give us maybe just an idea of the vibe, the feel you got from the players in the exit meetings this year regarding the belief in themselves, what's being done, and that uh, something can be done re regarding the Cup uh, maybe sooner rather than later uh, compared to how it may have been this time last year? Well, they, they were positive, and I think you got the gist of them when you had your, your media uh, interaction with them following the meetings yeah, um, you know, the theme that we stressed and the theme that they responded to in the meetings was, you know, our challenge will be, and you heard this, our challenge will be next year we can't fall back. And, and so now the bar is set higher and, you, and you, we've seen instances where teams make the playoffs and have a little bit of success and then drop and then it's tough to recover. So, um, so there's that kind of get to work mentality that we, we, we saw throughout the meetings um, not satisfied. Um, yeah, I mean, but generally, they, yeah, they, they, were, they were, you know, it's nice, the most positive meetings I've been part of in two or three years. So, um, but you have to, you have to still, you have to scrutinize. You've got to examine parts of the games, of their specific games that have to be improved. But they, uh, to a man, they're, they're looking forward to next year and job incomplete. And, and, and uh, they, were, they were positive. 
we never did ask what happened to Sekera. Yes, uh, ACL, torn ACL. He'll be six to six to nine months. He's going to have surgery. Um, uh, I think Thursday. Not very much of a hit, and he tore his ACL. No, no, it was unfortunate, and yeah. Um, a couple other things. The uh, draft. You don't have a second-round draft choice, but you have a late first-round pick, way later than normal. Are you still going to try to get a second-round pick somehow? You know, we, we have two-thirds, and we have two-fifths, and um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how that, what, the, what the draft board comes down as we come towards the end of the, end of the first. Um, I'm not really consumed by that. It's a good year not to have a second. Um, like it, it, it's it's a little deeper than than maybe the pundits have said, um, but it still it drops off. Like so, uh, you know. But history shows like you get those you know, like a third versus a second. It's really it's really not. So I'm not going to go out of my way if, if something if if something uh, comes across our lap um, close to our pick in the first, we may look to, to trade down and and. and uh, and get another pick in the second. Last thing, you, you mentioned Connor was your number one priority to sign, and then Leon. Chris Russell, you're not going to try to sign him before July 1st, so he's gonna, you're going to let him go to free agency? I didn't say that. But um, we might. But, uh, but I have to have certainty on those other two, and that's what I've told Chris. I want to have Chris back. I thought he was really good for our team. I thought he, uh, his, the way he uh, approaches the game, the way he battles... Um, his, his poise, his skating, I thought it was a really good compliment to our group. Peter, can you just comment, uh, start of the year to now, <clears throat> excuse me, on, on Puglia Yarvi's development, and obviously he's a healthy scratch at the Worlds right now, kind of what you're hearing about maybe what's happening over... Was he scratched today? Uh, don't know yet. Uh, it was supposed to be game time decision, but was the other day, so we're not sure on today yet. But just Puglia Yarvi's year in general. Well, it was. Uh, I think if you would ask him, you'd say he'd say it was frustrating. I know I, I met with him a couple times throughout the year, and he was uh, very frustrated with his game. And and you know, it's a tough league, the American League. And when he was up here, I thought he started well, and uh, you know, he uh, he lost some confidence, so we ended up sending him down. Um, I saw him play a few times down there, and I saw a lot of his video. Um, he had, he actually had a pretty good year. Um, I think he had 29 points in 39 games. Um, and he could have easily had, I think he had 12 goals. He could have easily had 20 goals. He missed a lot of goals. He was good for a breakaway, a period. So I liked his game down there. Um, we debated whether to send him to, um, to Cologne um, at the end. Um, we, we, the original plan was that we would have made the playoffs in Bakersfield. Have him, we wanted him to experience playoffs and then to bring him up to us, but this so this was a little bit of a duplicate. Uh, I was I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I've seen young 18 year olds play in the American League. Uh, I've seen some outperform him. I've seen most not. He's just frustrated. He's a young kid from Northern Finland, and and when I talked to him, he, he's he's frustrated that he wasn't scoring. And I said, you just worry about your wall work. You worry about the stuff behind the red line on the defensive side of the red line. And don't worry about the offense. I have no issues with the offense. So I think he has a little trouble um, accepting, not accepting. He was very, he's a very understanding kid. Just knowing that he has that period of, of apprenticeship 
that maybe he didn't think he was going to have. So, um, but he's a good kid. Um, he was really happy to go over there. And Yuri Lettinen said, like, he's going to be one of the group. So he's played in some games. I didn't know he'd be a scratch today, but that's not surprising based on what Yuri said. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with his development. Um, I, I've seen players perform uh, not as well in the American League that have become very good players. He's going to be an impact player. He, every time he touches the puck in the American League, it's, it, it, it pretty much turns into a scoring chance. Peter, with the McDavid's contract, most people assume, obviously, and you agreed it's going to be a big cap hit. Does that make you more leery at all of a potential dry, subtle offer sheet if you don't get it done before July 1st? Does that put an urgency on you to get that deal done just to ensure that there's no other team that says, you know what, we'll try to put the screws to them and, and get Leon, you know, because you can get him, I think, even at 9 mil and not have to give up uh, four first-rounders to do that. Is, it, is the offer sheet more of a potential because of McDavid's new contract coming, do you think? I, I don't think so. I mean, we, we have a lot of cap space to match, so... I don't know, other than to, to, to penalize us, and I don't know why a team would, would do that, but, I mean, yeah, from a predatory perspective, it, it's, it would just be purely inflationary because we have a ton of cap space to match. But, but who knows? I mean, those things usually wait to if... And you, maybe you're referring to at any point if you can't get them signed and you, as you lead into the year. So that, that becomes more ripe then. But um, Leon, I... Leon's representative, Leon, they told us they want to stay and they want to be part of a team building um, process. And uh, so I don't anticipate any problem there.